Thanks for tuning in to Drunk Dialing. This is my conversation with Leroy. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in to Drunk Dialing. Um, today we have Leroy, and I, I, I'm really excited to have Leroy because you know Leroy really helped me get sober. So I'm excited to hear Leroy's story. So Leroy, why don't you go ahead and get us started? Well, honestly, my story probably uh, different than a lot of people's. You know, I. I, I drank too much and did a bunch of stupid things, and, and that uh, got me the opportunity to uh, to go to Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, mm. You know, a, a lot of people uh, start drinking fairly early in life, and I was uh, I was a little bit different in that aspect that I didn't start actually drinking until I went off to college. And uh, you know, when I when I first started, it was just uh, it, it was it was pure abuse. I mean, it was it was drink to get drunk, and that's it. And the first time I drank, I was hammered. And, uh, you know, other than a few pulls off my dad's beer every now and again, when I was, you know, a five year old or whatever, or 10 or whatever that age was. But, you know, I, the first time I drank with, with college buddies, I, I was drunk and, and I woke up the next morning and, and my head hurt and, you know, I, I didn't feel the greatest, but, but all I could remember is, you know, I was on that night and, and, and they thought I was on and I was funnier and I was, I was better looking and it was a great time. And, uh, you know, I spent about the next 15 years chasing that night and, uh, and I, I never quite duplicated. Uh, I, I tried several times, but, <laughs> but, but I, I, uh, you know, that's, that's just what I did. And, and, uh, you know, as I, as I, my drinking progressed, it, you know, obviously things got worse, you know, legal troubles and those types of things. Um, you know, it, it started out as just being a, you know, a, a 19, 20 year old kid that gets drunk on, on weekends. And, and that's just what you do. And, you know, where I went to school, um, we didn't have, we didn't have college on Fridays. So, you know, that eventually then turned into Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. And, you know, <laughs> that, then that turned into Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. And whose you know, genius just, just idea that, was that to not have school on Friday? I don't know, but I tell you what, when you're, <laughs> when you're, when you drink the way I do, it was, it was a good deal. <laughs> uh, it, it was, it was glorious actually. Yeah, so, I bet. You know, but but, but that's what I did. And, and eventually I was, I was in a, a program to fix airplanes and, and you guys can all be grateful that I flunked out of that. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I, uh, there was a thing that you had to have so many hours and if you drink the way I drink, some days you just can't get up and go to school the next day. And sure. you know, it got to be where, where I was going to have to make up so much time that, you know, that it just wasn't going to work out. And so I, I flunked out of school basically and, you know, moved home and, and, and started, you know, working and those types of things and, and ran a couple of uh, a quick loops here in, in the Des Moines area for, for a family and, and uh, was, was doing well there and, um, you know, doing well in the fact that I was making money and my bills were being paid, you know, still drinking, you know, three, four times a night. But again, you know, I was in my early 20s and, and that's just what people in their early 20s do, right? They just go out and get hammered, you know, four nights a week. And sure, and I, that, that's what I did. And I just thought that was normal. And, you know, eventually things at that job kind of went south a little bit. And, um, you know, they started to figure out who I really was. And, um, you know, they, they, from my position there, it just wasn't working out apparently. Um, or I quit, I, I don't remember for sure. But, but anyway, you know, eventually moved in with a buddy and, and he was, he was headed actually to, uh, to live in. And, uh, you know, I didn't have a whole hell of a lot going for me in Des Moines. So I thought, well, I'll just move down to St. Louis with him and, you know, kind of the fresh start mentality of, gosh, if I move down there, you know, things will be better and, you know, right. get, and, and get my life on track. And, you know, little did I know they, 
they have alcohol in St. Louis. Too. <laughs> so, yeah. That, you know, so I was in St. Louis, you know, do the exact same thing a month later and, um, you know, got to the point where I couldn't pay my rent and um, drinking pretty heavily at that time, just, uh, you know, just burning to the ground. And, and I can remember I had a, a job as a server at a, at a local, uh, um, what do you want to call it, a barbecue place. And uh, what I ended up doing was, um, you know, I ran a, a pretty decent scam there, stealing money, basically, is what it boils down to. And I walked into work one day, and, and the uh, the police department, there's a couple cops in the office and a manager, and <laughs> you know, all these receipts were laid out on the desk. And, and all I could think of was, was fuck, you know, I'm, I'm caught. And, and, and I was, you know, and, and they, uh, you know, they sent me home that night, and, and I thought, well, you know, I lost my job here probably. So, you know, and, and so I decided to get drunk. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. sure. that, that's just what I did. And, and uh, you know, I, I finally decided this probably wasn't working out. You know, I, I, and I don't recall, but one of the things I did is I drank pretty heavily. So my memory is pretty foggy. I was a blackout drinker. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm just one of those guys that I just don't remember a lot of stuff. And, you know, there are guys out there that can tell you, you know, June 4th, 1982, I did this. And, you know, I'm like, I'm, you know 25, 26, 27 years old, something like that. And, and that's just the way it was for me. But, you know, I was, I was in my mid twenties, you know, 25, 26, somewhere in there. And, and I thought, you know, I need to get the hell out of town here before things get figured out. And so I, I did what uh, most good alcoholics do. I called my mom and uh, you know, my, mom, my mom and dad decided they would come down and get me, you know, I didn't have a car or anything. I was, I mean, that's how good life is going for me. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, they, they came down and got me and, and, uh, before we were leaving there, you know, my, 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 all my belongings were, would fit into like a 15 passenger van. And my dad said, let's, uh, let's go get some lunch before we get back on the road here. And we go get some lunch and, you know, we come back from lunch and we, we pull into the parking lot of my apartment complex and there's two, uh, two police cruisers sitting there, you know, car. And I'm just thinking this probably isn't good. And, uh, I, I I vividly remember my dad was sitting in the passenger seat and he turns around in the back seat and looks and he goes, they're probably here for you. And they were, you know, and, <laughs> and I, I got out of the car and, and they figured out who I was and stuff. And, you know, there I was and, and got arrested for what I'd done at that restaurant right in front of my parents. Oh and my I God. can tell you that was, that was a pretty low point of, of my sobriety. You know, they had no idea what I had done or what was going on. And I'm sure they weren't told anything. And and I'm just sitting in the back of a police car arrested for this, you know, for, for this fraud, this scam that I had run. And, you know, all they're thinking is we're going to go back to the morning today and and get on with our lives and and hear their kids being arrested. So, you know, so, so anyway, we got through that and I ended up moving home and, and, um, you know, continued to drink and drink and drink and, and just, just burn it to the ground. And that's just what I did. And, you know, eventually I ended up, uh, talking my way into a job at a hotel and as a salesperson. And, and I don't know how I did that to this day. They somehow, and I kind of advanced that and, and ended up, um, you know, moving out to uh, the, the Indianapolis area and, and opened up a hotel out there and, and did fairly well at that somehow. And, and somehow my company moved me to another hotel out there. Uh, in the Cincinnati area and then back to Indianapolis and my career in, in hospitality really started to take off then. And, um, you know, I was drinking a ton. I was, I, I ended up working for a company where I was a VP of operations and oversaw, you know, 
I think 26 hotels at one point. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I would leave and, and every time I would leave, you know, at this point, you know, I, I did meet, I met my, uh, my ex-wife at that time. And, um, you know, we had a couple of kids and stuff, but, but I would just, every time I would leave, you know, I would pretty much hold it together at home, but I would get out on the road and man, it was just a disaster. And, mm. and that's what I did. I just drank and drank and drank every single night. And, you know, I would, I would get home and, um, have the shakes a little bit and, and didn't want to do anything. And she could never figure out what was wrong with me. And I, well, I was drinking too much, you know, and, and, uh, why'd you keep you know, it? I, why'd you keep it together at home? You know, she was kind of on. To, um, she knew that I was drinking too much. And so I tried to hold it together a little bit. And, you know, we had at the time, uh, gosh, Lauren would have been, my, my daughter would have been probably four and my twins would have been one or two, you know, they were pretty young. So, sure. So, so I had to help out around the house. And I mean, I just couldn't be obliviated on the couch every single weekend, but, but, but I tried to hold it together the best I could. And, you know, eventually um, we ended up uh, because of, of, of uh, our, our kids and our family all being in Iowa, we moved back to Iowa and I, I took a position here with a, with a local hotel and um, ran that hotel for a little while. And they actually promoted me to, uh, to uh, a regional manager. And, and I was there for probably two and a half, three years. And, and um, you know, I, I was drinking heavily at the time. I'd been in trouble with the company a little bit for drinking, you know, not showing up and, and those different types of things. And one Sunday night, um, you know, my manager says, Hey, I need to talk to you in the morning. And I, I knew at that point the gig was up, you know, I, mm. I just knew that it was up and, and they, uh, you know, they took me into the, the offices there and they're like, you know, your management style just doesn't meet, you know, what we're looking for. And I'm like, well, I worked here for three years. What are you talking about? You know, <laughs> but, right. but, but I mean, what it boiled down to is, is they, you know, after, and I don't remember how long it was, Corey, it was two or three years, something like that. But, you know, it, it took that long for them to figure me out, but they figured me out, you know, and, sure. And, and what I did is I, I can remember, you know, gosh, I hope they're not on to me. So I would, I would send my boss an email and say, Hey, I need some uh, business cards. You know, can you order me some new business cards? And a couple of days later, the business cards would show up on my desk and I would think, well, man, they're not going to fire me. You know, they bought me another 500 <laughs> business cards. <laughs> the way I operated and sure and you know be, at, at that time too I had had um you know in, in fact if I back up a little bit in there I had when we moved back here um an introduction to Alcoholics Anonymous and mm. you know things got bad enough and and she was she was ready to uh you know t- for me to find a different place to live at the time and and I I got introduced mm. to Alcoholics Anonymous there I went to a, a Tuesday night meeting uh there on, on university and, uh, um, 63rd street. And I think it's, uh, um, I don't even know what it is now, but I think primary purpose possibly, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's where I, you know, one of my first meetings that I went to and, and I met, uh, met my sponsor at that meeting, believe it or not. And a couple other guys. And, you know, that's kind of, kind of when it all started for me a little bit and, and, uh, you know, it managed to stay sober somehow for a little while. And, and then, uh, you know, at the time I was still married and, and I talked my, my wife at the time I talked her into, you know, look, you know, here's the deal is, is I just can't drink hard liquor. You know, <laughs> if I stay away from the hard liquor, I'll be okay. <laughs> you know, especially the rumplements. Stay away from the rumplements. Like right you know, she bought it and, and I bought it and sure. I started drinking a little bit again and, you know, things kind of fell apart. And, and at that time, um, we separated and, and actually ended up divorced. And, you know, I, I met my, my current wife that I'm married to today. And, 
and, uh, you know, started, you know, nobody wants to date a guy that's sober, at least so I thought at the time. And, and, uh, you know, nobody wants to date a sober guy, you know, he's no fun. So, right. you know, I, I started drinking, you know, more and more and heavily and, you know, my, with my current situation, my, my current wife, her ex-husband was, was an alcoholic and apparently I wasn't as bad as he was at the time, you know, so, so I looked pretty good and, you know, it, it just kind of worked and, and it worked, you know, until it didn't. Mm-hmm. And, and I can, I can remember the day that it didn't work and, and, uh, you know, we'd been over to some neighbor's house, you know, the night before. And, and I, I, of course, in a drunken blackout stupor said some stupid things that I shouldn't have. And, and, and I can just remember, um, coming home and, uh, she was mowing the grass and she was, I could just tell by looking at her, she was mad, you know, sure. like, you know, you, you just, as a husband, you just know those things. You just know when sure. mad, basically. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I said, I, I probably need to go back to Alcoholics Anonymous. And she said, well, you're going to need to go somewhere because you're not going to be here much longer. You know, and, <laughs> right. And that was kind of my sign. And, and that's really kind of when I really started to sober up and and uh, got back into to Alcoholics Anonymous and doing the deal. And, you know, that was, gosh, probably well, that would have been 11 years ago, something like that, 10 years ago. Um, but, you know, and I've, I've had a couple of uh, of. Uh, nights where I, I I drank again and you know one of them being a birthday party at the neighbors and then as we all know um that, that you guys tend to remind me of on a weekly basis the the, the bud tent fair incident um right here a few years ago as well too but but for the most part you know I've been sober and, and have been sober now well august will be uh will be three years for me mm-hmm. um but but I had to do something and you know I guess I, I proved to myself that drinking just isn't going to work in my life. You know, it's just, it's not going to work. It's just one of those things that I can't, uh, it just doesn't work for me. And so, so, you know, I've been sober now since, uh, August 12th of, uh, of, uh, 2017. So it's been, uh, it's been a good run so far. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of in a nutshell, my story without getting into some, some, some gory details and, (laughs) you know, stupid things that I did. So, yeah. So talk about like, um, what what changed you know so you start coming in you know life starts changing what what was the benefit that you saw uh in, in your life you know the the people around you like what was the what was the good the bad the ugly like what what happened whenever you started to you know put down the drink started doing the doing the steps and all that you know s- several things happened and, and one of them was i could remember what i did the night before and that was a big <laughs> I didn't have to, I didn't have to look through my phone. I didn't have to, you know, Facebook wasn't around a whole lot then, but fortunately I didn't have to look through Facebook and in those types of things, I could wake up and my head was clean. Um, you know, my kids, I, I was able to do stuff with my kids rather than just lay on the couch and do nothing all weekend. long. Um, you know, and, and more importantly, I guess for, for lack of a better word, I got my life back. Oh uh, Yeah. It, it, and that's, that's one of the, the big things that I got out of it. I was able to function as a normal adult and, and, and do those types of things. And, you know, a lot of other things, you know, um, I, you, well, I think, you know, I, I started a business at that time. It was kind of started, but I, 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 you know, did this business and, and the business that I have, you know, started to take off, you know, and it, it's, it's the principles of Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, do what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it. And it's amazing how well a business will do when you do that kind of stuff and, and show up and, and do those types of things. And so that was a huge benefit of it. And, um, 
you know, my wife, my, the relationship with my wife and I got so much better. The relationship, my, honestly, my relationship with everybody got better. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I started to figure out after a couple of months that, you know, this is just a lot better way for me to live. And, and I was able to, um, you know, start living like a functioning adult doing what I'm, you know, pay my bills on time and, you know, not scared to answer the telephone and, and those kinds of <laughs> All right. You know, and, and I say it today, you know, for me, this is easier. This is the easier way of life for me. And, and I used to think that the opposite, you know, that getting drunk was the easier way. And, and in fact, this is, this is so much easier. I don't have to keep the lies um, in my head or try to keep them in my head the best that I can. And, and um, you know, I'm, I'm just able to do what I'm supposed to do every day. So mm. now, um, you, I mean, you, you were a big part of my early sobriety, like just, oh. you, you know, whenever I first came, well, when I, I, cause I was kind of a retread, but, um, yep. you know, when I, when I kind of came back in, you know, you were like, Hey, I'm going to come pick you up. And, you know, you, you're kind of a big intimidating guy, and, you know, like there was really no choice in it. It was just like, Hey, I'm going to come pick you up at this time. We're going to go to this meeting. And, you know, you like, you had, you're, you know, really good with new people. So how is it that you kind of suck? And, and I, I always like, I always felt like, you know, Hey, Corey, you know, this is your chance to get sober, you know, and if you miss this train, then you're, you know, you're fucked. Like this is, this is, this is your opportunity to get sober. So yep. I, I know this is kind of a weird question, but like, how is it that you approach that whenever you see people, and this is kind of our sponsorship line, but how is it that whenever you, you see a new guy, like you, cause we don't, you don't do a whole lot of coddling either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of a no nonsense guy, but you know, whenever you see a new guy, like, what is your approach to them? You know, I, so a lot of that comes and stems back from that's, that's the way I, it was done to me. And that's the way I was taught how to do things. And, you know, for me, when, when I was first sponsored by, by Tim, you know, I can remember Tim would just say, you know, in one of the kind of what set it all off is one of the first weekends, you know, I I met him on that Tuesday night. And I think that weekend or the following weekend, there was the the deal and aim and the aim for aims thing. And and uh, I I remember him saying, you know, we're going to this on this Friday night. So, (laughs) you know, you're going. And, and, you know, at the time, my my ex-wife, we had a minivan and he goes, and you have a van, so you're driving. (laughs) looking at him and I said okay you know because I didn't know what else to say you know I I had no idea right and so kind of how it all started and you know when when I I remember talking with uh you know Tyler Tyler's kind of the one that introduced you and I and, and and Tyler said you know I know this guy and you know you should probably talk to him a little bit and he needs some help and and I talked to him and you know I I just said I'll pick you up because that's what I was taught to do, you know, if, if I tell you, I'm going to pick you up at such and such a time and take you to this meeting, the chances of you saying no are very slim. You know, you mm-hmm. typically say no. And, and there's been times, honestly, where I went to pick guys up and, you know, you text them and knock on the door and nobody's home or whatever, you know, but, <laughs> and that's okay. But, you know, I, I do that because it's the way it was taught to me. And, and, and that's, like I said, you know, you as an alcoholic, I think we want to be me anyway. I'm a people pleaser. I want to make sure people around me are happy. And so if if I say, you know, let's do this. OK, you know, the answer is typically, yeah, that's fine. Let's go ahead and do this. And, and it works that way. And, 
you know, the no nonsense thing is, you know, I guess, and it was explained to me and I, I truly believe this, that, you know, there are guys out there that want help and there, there are guys out there that don't. Mm. And the guys out there that want help will take the direction and they'll do what's asked of them. And, um, and then, and they'll do what they're supposed to do. You know, I, I guess I don't want to spend a lot of time on guys that, you know, give you the runaround and don't call, don't, won't do what they're supposed to do. And, you know, I'm not a guy that calls my, the guys that I, that I try to help. If, if they want help, they'll call. And if they'll, you know, if they're supposed to call, you know, three, three times a week and they call three times a week. Great. If, if they don't, you know, it's their life. They can do what they want to do with it. And, and uh, it's just the way that it works for me. And, and I understand that that approach doesn't work for everybody. You know, some guys need to be coddled and those types of things. And I may not be the right guy to help them. And that's okay. You know, there, there's somebody out there that will coddle them and, 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 you know, pull them along slowly and that's the kind of thing. And that's all right. But, but it's just, you know, I guess to get back to your question, that's the way I was taught to do things by my sponsor. And, and that's just kind of what's been ingrained in me through Alcoholics Anonymous. And that's been, you know, the way it's worked for me. And, and, you know, there, there's been some success stories. I mean, you're still sober and, you know, some other guys are, and, and there's, there's been, you know, the guys too, that, that just decided that they were going to do a little more research and, and, and do this thing on their own. And, and that's okay too. So. So expand that out a little bit with, um, you know, for COVID and social distancing and, um, you know, since we can't do those things, you know, like, cause it's, it, it's been taught to me and, you know, just go and just pick some, just say, Hey, I'm going to go pick, pick you up. And, um, you know, I, I've talked, I've talked about this ad nauseum, you know, where the zoom stuff just doesn't work for me, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, where, do, where does that fit in with AA and, you know, the new people and like, what is, what is working with the new guy, like, look like for you and you know you've kind of been you've been a real big pioneer in these at least in the, our group you know with these renegade meetings and like what where does the new guy fit in with this because you know they're out there you know um with this social distancing and i know that that's another weird question but um how is it that we get back into you know because I, I don't even know if i can legally put a new guy in my car you know like, with, with the social distancing stuff like what does that even look like now well, that's a great question. I don't really know if I have an answer for you to tell you the truth. You know, what, what I've kind of been doing is, is, uh, you know, and I am, you know, gosh, we're what into this now three months, 90 days into this coronavirus thing or pretty close to it. I think, um, it, it seems more like three years, but, yeah. but, um, you know, I, I, it took me about 45 days probably. And I was sick of the zoom meetings. I'd had enough, you know, and it just, right. it just doesn't do it for me. And, and, and what I've come to realize is, you know, we started some of these underground meetings or whatever you want to call them. You know, I think you call them a renegade meeting and, and we're meeting in guys' garages and, and uh, some offices and those different types of things, you know, and, and keeping it to a minimum number of guys and keeping our space. But, you know, what I, what I found out is, is I miss the camaraderie and the, the face, mm. the face and the, you know, the, the the given guys shit before the meeting and after the meeting and, and seeing my friends and you know it, it's become uh you know alcoholics anonymous has become where my friends are at and the guys that know about my life they know what's going on in my life they know my family they know my kids those types of things and 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 you can't get that um through a zoom meeting you know and we've tried it and it just you know you can a little bit but but face to face is so much better um, but you know, for, for what I've been kind of doing is, you know, it's tough to find new guys and, 
you know, I, I've been around Alcoholics Anonymous long enough that I don't have a lot of buddies out there that are still drunk and just tearing it down. Um, but what I've done is, is I've called a lot of the guys that I used to work with and those types of things and just reaching out to them and seeing how they're doing. And, and, you know, some of them, some of them aren't returning phone calls, which is fine. And, you know, some of them I get calls back from or texts back from, and, you know, I, I just talked to a guy back last week that, um, um, I, I recently moved and I kind of live out by him now and, and just thought I'd shoot him a text message and, you know, Hey, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, I've been sober for 32 days now. You know, I had an intervention and this, that, and the other. And, you know, and I hear those types of things. And I think, you know, it's not any better out there right now. So no, I'll just, you know, I'll suffer through these Zoom meetings until we can get back to regular ones. But, <laughs> I know. you know, I invited him to, uh, you know, one of our underground meetings. And, well, you know, I'm, I, I'm kind of busy this week. And, you know, maybe maybe one of these Mondays I'll make it to the Hope meeting on, on noon. And I'm like, well, that, you know, it's not there right now, but but that's great. So. <laughs> You know, let me know when you're ready and, you know, and just stay in touch with those guys. And that's what I'm trying to do to, to find a guy and, and bring a few guys back. And, and, you know, it might work, it might not work, but, but that's okay. And, you know, hopefully soon we'll get back to some real face-to-face meetings where we can get some new guys in um, and, and do that kind of stuff. So um, really the, th- this has been great, Leroy. I, you know, I just, I love hearing your story and, uh, you do such a great thing with, uh, with all the new people, especially with the, you know, kind of the underground meetings. And um, this is really my last question, um, you know, and anything else that you want to add, but what does um, AA look like on the other side of this? Um, and I know that that's speculation, but you know, whatever, this is my podcast. I can do whatever I want. So, Good um, you know, <laughs> yeah, I know. So, you know, what does it kind of look like and, you know, just kind of any closing thoughts, whatever it is that you want to add. You know, I, I guess what I hope it looks like and what I think it's going to look like are two different things. And sure. And what, what I hope it looks like is what it looked like before, you know, where, you know, meetings were big. There were a lot of people. They were, uh, um, you know, having uh, a good time before the meetings, after the meetings, and everybody's having a, a, a lot of fun and, and, and those types of things and actually in, enjoying sobriety and, and, um, you know, making it happen. And, and what I think it's going to look like is, is I think it's going to be a combination of those in-person meetings. And, and I think, honestly, I think zoom meetings are going to be here to stay for a while. Sure. Um, you know, there, there is a huge, huge convenience factor to the zoom meetings. And, and we are, a, in my opinion, we're a society of convenience, you know, we like convenient things and, and, and we like, uh, you know, we like things to be simple for us. And, and I think that, the zoom meeting type of thing is going to kill a lot of alcoholics. I think we're going to have a lot of people that, you know, end up drinking again and and staying Mm. out of it. You know, I was, I was just thinking last night on a, on a meeting, there are a lot of guys that, you know, even a lot of guys in our text group that we're on, you know, that I just have not seen since this whole thing started, you know, not, not on an underground meeting and not on a zoom meeting and, you know, where are those guys at? And Mm. I, I don't think they're probably drinking, but, you know, my life gets miserable. And, and more importantly, the people around me's lives get miserable when I don't go to meetings and do regular right. meetings. And, and I'm afraid that, you know, some of those Zoom meetings are, are going to are gonna turn into a convenience factor to people. And, you know, and I, I think more importantly, Corey, and I've, I've said this before, but, you know, if I can go two weeks without going to a meeting, why can't I go another week? Why can't I go yeah. three? Yeah. 
for. Yeah. I made it a month without going to one of those Zoom meetings. You know, why I go to another month without doing another Zoom meeting. And, you know, you sit there after 90 days or or 120 days, whatever it happens to be. And, well, I didn't go to any meetings the last four months. You know, I'm fine. Why would I want to go again? Right. You know, and so I think we're going to see some smaller numbers in some of these meetings for, for quite a while um, as people just start to, you know, and if I honestly, if, if I didn't have a sponsor that was all over me on some of these, I would probably be one of those people. But, you know, I, I'm not and I've got a group of, of people that hold me accountable and make me go to these things. And and, uh, you know, they talk about me if I'm not there, or at least I think they do. <laughs> <laughs> we they do. Buddy, that I'm not drinking again. <laughs> You know, I, I I just think that that some of these Zoom meetings are going to be here to here to stay, and I think it's going to be a uh, a combination of both of those. So I, I think mm. we're going to have a lot of the uh, you know the older um, the guys that have been around for quite a while getting back to the regular meetings that they went to and, and making sure those happen. But I think the you know the younger um, a lot of the younger people may end up, you know, doing a, a combination of both, which, you know, if it works for them, it works for them. Um, I, I can tell you, it probably won't work for me. I, I've got to be in person at these things, seeing, seeing my friends and, and doing the deal. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks Leroy. Uh, th- this has been great. Uh, do you have any, any comments in closing? You know, I, I don't think I do. I appreciate you doing this thing. You know, I, I listened to a couple, I was on a big motorcycle trip here last weekend and, listen to a couple of these things on going down the road and, you know, it's entertaining. It's neat to listen to. And, and it's kind of a different spin on some things and it's been, it's been cool. You know, um, I know you've been doing this for a little while now and, and I wanted you to get the kinks worked out before you had a uh, you know. <laughs> run in the A-lister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Thanks Leroy. <laughs> you know, but in, in all honesty, it, it's uh it's been a neat deal that you've done. And, and, um, you know, I think that you're now starting to see, you know, you've been sober for a little while now, Corey, and I think you're starting to see the benefits of it. You know, it's, it's tough for a lot of guys and a lot of people to see the benefits of it the first year, even the first couple of years, because you're, you know, you're simply just, you know, going through the motions and trying to figure your life out. And once you, once that fog really, really clears and you're like, man, this is a pretty damn good life. And, you know, that's where I'm at right now is, it, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous has given me a life that that I never thought I would have, honestly. You know, I, it's it's phenomenal. And and uh, like I said, it, it, for me, it's just easier to stick around and do what I'm supposed to do in this deal and and try to help the next guy and and continue to uh, to, to go down the right path. And, you know, when that happens, my life is so much better. And, and more importantly, everybody around me's lives is so much better. Yeah. And what, I mean, just to editorialize, like I, I didn't realize until this COVID thing happened, how much I needed the fellowship, you know, like hard stop, um, how much my life is better be just being around, you know, you guys in the fellowship. Like I just, you know, I thought I was like, Oh, I'll just be okay. I'll just hang out in my house. And I, I went right back to those old behaviors, you know, you know, looking at my neighbor and wondering what he's doing in his backyard. I'm like, what's he, (laughs) what's he doing back there? And, uh, you know, and doing it wrong. Yeah, he's doing it wrong. Yeah, exactly. Has that guy got COVID, you know? And so if I'm not around you guys and, you know, knowing that other people do the same shit, I'm like, oh, thank God I am not the only one. Yeah. And and I do not get, I I do not get it over Zoom. And I've got to be around other people that are at least as crazy as I am. 
Yeah. Um, and so thank God. I mean, luckily this, you know, this podcast kind of helped me through it, but I mean, just, just being around other alcoholics has, Oh my God. I, yeah, I, I have to go to them for the rest of my life. I, I just, I just have to, you know, yeah. Yeah, no, you're exactly correct. And, and, and I didn't, honestly, I didn't realize that either until, you know, the fellowship is something I guess I took for granted before this yes. started. And, and that's something that I had no idea that I did. And, and this really woke me up and I, I was, you know, and again, it just kind of dawned on me one day and, and we were in, we were in Corey's garage and I'm like, man, this is all right. This is the way it <laughs> needs to be, you know? Yeah. And, and, and it, it's just so much better that way. And, and I can see my people and, and, you know, we can, we relate to each other and, and everything we say makes sense to each other. And, and, uh, you know, that's, like I said, I, I won't take that for granted going forward because I, I didn't have any idea what a big deal that was in my life. And, and it truly is. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks a lot, Leroy. This has been awesome. Yeah, thanks, Corey. I appreciate it. Keep keep doing what you're doing, man. It's it's fantastic to listen to these things. Thank you, sir. Have a, Have great a good day. one. See you. Yep. Bye bye.